1: It's Tuesday. It is September seventeenth. It's two thousand nineteen, and we have fourteen baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We're in the final stretch, Grant. When we're looking at this slate and looking at baseball in a whole, it's that time. It's MLB playoff time right around the corner. We know which teams need to win. We know which teams are playing young guys. Um, does that really factor into anything that you're doing here with ba- baseball? Um, for seven, everyone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Like, not entirely. Like, it's entirely slate dependent. And in this slate, I don't see that much uh, for the guys in the race where it's really going to be mattering uh, too much. So, like, it'll affect what lineups come out, but we'll know that beforehand. But, like, pitching is where it really seems to affect things. And as of right now, I don't really see too much on the slate that it's going to be affected by the standings.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I think that the games that kind of have a little bit of playoff is the the Philly-Atlanta series, because the Phillies are still not technically out of it yet, and the Washington-St. Louis series, those are two series that kind of matter right now, so um, obviously the Cubs want to win every game, too, so there's a lot of interesting things that we'll be talking about down the stretch, but we've already seen it kind of with the Dodgers, um, they're limiting their pitchers a little bit, and they have been for the last few weeks. But I wouldn't be shocked if we start to see, like, a team like Houston start to limit their starters to about 100 pitches a night. So um, I think that's, you know, kind of what you have to pay attention to. And, you know, when we get these games with two teams fighting for a wild card spot, playing against each other, those obviously are going to be, you know, games that may be played way differently as far as, like, switches and, and pitching and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah Absolutely.
1: Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, FantasyDraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Um, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars football tournament for this weekend, rake free, hundred um, k to first place. Um, playing against thirty thousand people, so you know we saw some contests like on Yahoo and stuff go down a little bit, and you know Fantasy Draft going from a million down to seven hundred and fifty. I- I'm still, I'm still liking this tournament. Obviously, it's rake free, where um, you know we could take advantage of it. I talked about it yesterday. Um, as far as fantasy draft goes, um, I love that when you click on your account on the top right corner, you can go in and you can see how much money you've saved. And I said it yesterday. I put in fifty dollars for my membership fee for this month, and I've had six hundred forty-five dollars in rake-free savings. So I'm plus five ninety-five on fantasy draft, um, just not paying the rake. So. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Ton of stuff going on over there right now. Um, take advantage of the rake free stuff. Uh, look at that main event for football. And uh, they still got baseball going. There's a $20,000 home run, $25 buy in. You can only enter it 24 times, so you're not playing against 150 teams. So, a lot of stuff going on in fantasy draft. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you sign up through the Roto Grinders links. That way, you get three months of RotoGrinders Grinders premium. Four fantasy draft, plus you'll get any cool promos that we run with them. Let's jump into this slate, Grant. we got 14 games. Toronto at Baltimore is where we get started. Trent Thornton and Chandler Shepard. Um, we obviously don't have to worry about playoffs when it comes to these two teams. Um, what's your thoughts here on Trent Thornton?
0: I mean, Baltimore's not good. Trent Thornton does have a little bit of upside, but he's been not great recently. Flyball pitcher going up against a team that may strike out at an average clip, but also has a little bit of pop here. I don't think you can pay 7.1 for him or I'm not going to pay 7.1 for him. I think there are better options. Um, but honestly, I'd rather just go cheaper. I'm, I'm not going to use them at all in this ballpark. It's not really great for a, a fly ball pitcher. So I'm, I'm out on Thornton.
1: Yeah. And he's kind of, kind of open this game too. Like he's gonna, or have an opener in this game. So like kind of limits his upside a little bit too, I guess. Um, you know, on the other side of this game, we have Chandler, Chandler Shepard, um, you know, a kid that was in the Red Sox organization. So I know a little bit about him. Um, nothing special, you know, decent strikeout stuff and like in the minors, but nothing to be, like, writing home about. I don't really see a ton of upside here in Chandler Shepard.
0: Um, I don't see anything in him. Do not blame him. Do not blame him. The guy had a 8.55 a- – uh, fit and triple A for the Red Sox this season. He was a lot better for Baltimore, but I mean, even overall, just not not really great, man. So far in the majors, uh, giving up a 47% hard contact rate, going up against a team that averages a 40% hard contact rate. Really not going to go too well for him today.
1: Yeah, like he's had, he had like 103 strikeouts and 102 innings in triple A this season, but that's about it. Like he needs to develop some other stuff and. You know, I think that this is a spot that we attack him with these young Toronto bats. And, you know, when we're looking at this game as a whole, you know, Bichette and Gary L are kind of expensive, um, even Hanson, like, But the guys that, like, are interesting here, are like Biggio, Grichick, um, Vlad, those type of guys that are a little bit cheaper. Oh, yeah, I
0: absolutely love Vlad today. Um, Going up against a guy that gives up a whole lot of hard contact, decent amount of fly balls. Uh, Vlad should take one out of the park here. BG Hotel, as you mentioned, both of, them, both of them should end up or could end up being a bomb here. I mean, he has a huge, hard contact. I, I'm honestly on every single Toronto bat. Literally all of them have power. All of them are underpriced outside of Bichette and Gary who both have tons of power. I'm all over Toronto. Toronto's my favorite team today, um, and I'm going to play every single player on the in the lineup.
1: Yeah, obviously, I'm right there with you. I like them a lot. You know, Shepard and then the Baltimore Bull- Baltimore Bullpen. And all these guys are, like, the young guys. Like, Bichette, Biggio, Gariel, Tellis, Vlad, you know, even, like, a Gritchik, Like, we have a good idea that they're not going to get pinch hit for. They want these guys, these guys to get at bats. They want these guys to be in there. So, like, for me, you know, when I'm worried about a little bit of pinch hit risk in places, I don't have to worry about here that here with Toronto. Um, as far as the Baltimore side goes, font's going to open Thornton's going to be back behind him. Um, any interest here in the Baltimore bats?
0: Not really. Um, the prices really stand out too much. Thornton's not great, but he's not horrible. I mean, maybe Dwight Spence Jr. would be the only guy. Uh, and that's really it. He's just too cheap at 3.9 K has a platoon split. Thornton's not great versus lefties, but outside of him. Just no one really appeals to me.
1: I will say, like, um, Mancini does have three home runs in his last four games. He's been heating up at the plate if you want to play him. He's a little expensive. Maybe he's cheaper on, like, FanDuel or Yahoo. Um, probably wouldn't make the build on Fantasy Draft for DraftKings for me, but he's okay. Um, I like the recent power surge. Seattle at Pittsburgh, Marco Gonzalez against Mitch Keller, nine total. Um, Keller's a 138 favorite here. Uh, any interest in Marco Gonzalez?
0: I don't think so. I mean, Pitt's not really rolling out the greatest lineup in the world versus lefties, but actually, gosh, I, I forgot. it. Normally I wouldn't, but this slate, like with Coors on the slate and with Verlander on the slate, like you need a cheap guy. I could see Gonzalez putting up a decent enough game. Pittsburgh, the rejected lineup here is just not good. Um, you want a pitcher in the six K range and he's put up some decent games recently. Honestly, I kind of overlooked him at first glance, but I'm probably going to end up with a whole lot of him because this lineup's numbers versus lefties are just not good. It's in a good ballpark. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. I'm going to be playing a lot of Gonzalez. I can't believe I overlooked him a little bit.
1: Yeah. Pittsburgh completely out of the race now. Like they've been out of the race for a while, but they've moved some guys up and, this lineup looks awful. Um, so I think that I think he's in play. Like as long as Marte and bell aren't back in the lineup, um, you know, I don't think Marte is going to be back dealing with a wrist injury and, you know, with the groin injury with bell, like why rush these guys back? So if bell and Marte are not in there, Marco Gonzalez in Pittsburgh against this lineup. Yeah. Like he's cheap enough. Like, We're not paying, you know, a ton of money for Marco Gonzalez. I think this is the cheapest he's been in a long time, and I'm willing to take advantage of it here, assuming that Bell and Marte are going to be out of the lineup. right there with you on Marco Gonzalez. Um, You know, Mitch Keller on the other side of this game, he's he's shown some promising stuff. He has a 3.6 XFIP. He has a 28% K rate. They're not letting him pitch too deep in the games, but he keeps giving up these runs. Um, like, all the underlining numbers are telling us there's some positive regression coming. I don't know what to do with Mitch Keller at
0: 8-1. I mean, you play him a bit. Um, I'm probably going to try and pay up, but when I'm not paying up, he's definitely one of the top guys that I'm probably going to be looking at. I mean, 20% K rate, you said it, 3.6 X pip The Seattle team is not very good. It's not good ballpark. There's some Ks all the way up and down this lineup. So yes, they can occasionally hit, and Keller hasn't been great versus lefties, but he still striking him out at a 28% clip and only has a 7% lock rate, so that's going to require them to put the ball in play, and that may or may not happen with this team here, so I like Keller quite a bit here.
1: Yep. Um, right there. Like I have nothing else to add. I think that as far as the Seattle bats go, um, nothing really standing out to me. I think that you know, Kyle Lewis, ever since he's gotten called up, he's been hitting the ball really well. Um, and he's still kind of under that 4K price tag. He's nine for 25 since getting called up with four home runs. So I, I think that, you know, Kyle Lewis would probably be my favorite play from Seattle.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'd pretty much be it. I mean, him and Seager is probably fine. Um, if you want to go, like, any of these bats are all fine. Like, that's the thing. None of them are really – over 4k we don't know exactly what lineup they're going to end up throwing out the problem is keller like the underlying numbers are good the actual numbers are not good so it's an interesting situation where do you buy into that and i think the fact that the underlying numbers are good those are what i'm buying into i'm not going to play many seattle bats unless i just need a chibi
1: yeah lewis or vogelbach would probably be the only two guys that i end up on i guess Seeger too if you want to be like a three-man um the Pittsburgh bats. Honestly, there's nothing standing out to me. If Bell and Marte are out of this lineup, this lineup's garbage. Um, it's an easy pass spot for me.
0: Yeah, I want no one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's you shouldn't. So, um, uh, John Schreiber against Adam Plutko, Detroit versus Cleveland. Uh, any interest here in Schreiber?
0: It's Schreiber. I've seen Do Turnbull in some places.
1: It mm-hmm. was Boyd,
0: sure. and then he got scratched. And then I think it's Turnbull.
1: Um, it wrong here? Everything I've read was Schreiber making. Yeah. You
0: might be right. I mean, in either case. Um,
1: hey, Schreiber is a relief pitcher for what it's worth, so there's a good chance he just opens for Turnbull.
0: Yeah. I mean, in any case, I don't know if I want to use either of these pitchers.
1: I'm not using either one. How about that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like Schreiber, if it's this okay. guy, no. If it's this guy, no. Right.
1: Like, Schreiber's a relief guy. Like, I don't want to play him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, neither of them. Neither of them are good. This isn't a good matchup.
1: Um, yeah. And Plutko on the other side, like, <laughs> um, is this a spot that like people play Plutko because he's facing Detroit and we finally get that game where he gives up like 10 runs?
0: I hope so. I'm getting really sick of stacking against him and just losing money. And, yeah, I think some people are going to play him. Uh, he got 30 points against his team last week. And, honestly, I'm not going to blame people for playing him. Detroit's terrible. They don't have powers. And are Honestly, I may play Flacco a little bit. Um, I'm going
1: to play him a little bit. Gosh. No, no, No shame in my game. I will definitely have one Detroit stack out there for sure but I will have exposure to Adam Plutko.
0: Gosh, he's he's so terrible. He's just not good. (laughs) And he's
1: 7,700, too.
0: Yeah, it's just... Gosh, I hate this. Uh, Yeah, I'm playing some Plutko. I'm not happy about it. He's not good, but this is Detroit. Detroit's terrible.
1: You can't even get into the stats on Plutko because the stats don't matter with him. Everything... Everything suggests that Plutko should give up five to ten runs every start, and he just goes out there, gives up two earned runs, and calls it a day. Um, so I don't even want to get into, like, the stats. Like, he's facing a terrible Detroit team. They shipped it in a long time ago. And, like, outside of just stacking against Plutko, like, I'm not playing one-offs from Detroit. I'm. It's a full stack or nothing for me.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm probably in the – probably in the same spot as you, like – And I don't even think I'm gonna stack them. I'm just,
1: I have to at this point, Grant. If Plucko goes out and gives up like ten runs here, I will be so mad if I don't have a Detroit stack.
0: Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, there, like, I I, give me wasting forty four or sixty six dollars, whatever the tournament is. Like, instantly, already know I'm wasting it because it's happening. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland bats. Any interest here, whether it be Turnbull or Schreiber? Schreiber's- I have interest
0: in whoever. Um, I think that Boyd was originally the starter, so these prices are way too cheap. Uh, Cleveland might be the top stack on the slate. Baltimore's not very good. Or not Baltimore. Detroit's not very good. Um, their bullpen's not very good. Whoever's pitching with me will not be very good. And everyone's price, like outside of Lindor, everyone's price three four point three k and under. Uh. I want all these guys. I want everyone. Reyes is 3.5K. Puig's under 4K. Like Cleveland's an easy way. Like You double stack them with Coors, and you can still get Verlander in your lineup. They're underpriced because Boyd was supposed to be pitching. This is a perfect spot. Just take all the Cleveland bats, and Fran Mill Relay might be the top bat on the slate, point per dollar.
1: Yeah, like everybody in this game's cheap. So, like... Lindor is four thousand eight hundred. He's the most expensive, but outside of that, like you're going to be able to make a really solid Cleveland stack. Um, yeah. Giants, Red Sox, ten and a half total. Logan Webb against uh, Nathan Neivaldi. Uh Any interest here in Logan Webb?
0: I mean, he's cheap enough. Where he's kind of like almost interesting, but then this is Boston, and it's in Boston. We have Plucko, slightly more. We have Marco Gonzalez, it's cheaper. We have other options, so I'm not playing Webb.
1: Yeah, like, I don't think Webb's a terrible pitcher, but I also don't <sighs> think this is a good spot for him at 6,900. Um, I'm going to pass on him, and then Nathan Evaldi on the other side. He's stretching out a little bit more every time he gets to the hill. They let him go 93 pitches his last time out. It's not a terrible matchup here against the Giants, but – I do have a little bit more respect for the Giants' bats when they're on the road and not at home. If this game was in San Francisco, I think I'd play Ivaldi, but I don't think I'll play Ivaldi here.
0: Yeah, right there with you. I mean, he's in play. I'm not going to play him. It's a 4.4 implied team total against him. There's a slate with Verlander and Coors. You need cheap pitching. Ivaldi's semi-cheap. but There are just better options, so I'm out on him. But, like, I won't fault people for playing him.
1: Uh, What do you like here for the Giants as far as bats? I mean,
0: they're cheap. Evaldi's not the greatest pitcher in the world, so vote if he's in the lineup there. He'd probably be the number one guy getting the catcher spot at 4.1K. Belt's not the worst idea in the world at 4.1K. Outside of them, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of other guys I'm going with. They are getting a DH here, so it's a slight uptick to their lineup. Um, But it's probably Belt, Longoria, and vote for me.
1: Yeah, um, pretty much the same guys that I'm looking at. I think Yaz is fine. Um, I, I think that the, the DH – I think the DH would probably be like Mark, Mike Gerber. He's really cheap, um, terrible in, in the majors this season, but he's had some really decent numbers in AAA. So, if you want to take a shot on him. I don't hate it because of the price and everything, but nothing suggests like he's a great hitter. But he has a ton of raw power, and he's shown it in AAA. He had 261 ISO this season in AAA with the Giants. So um, I don't mind him at his price, you know, in the spot. He needs to do something if he wants to even be considered next year, to be honest. So those are the type of guys that I like to play too. Um, Red Sox here, probably without Mookie Betts. Uh, What are your thoughts here on the Red Sox?
0: I mean, they have a 6.2 implied run total on a slate with Coors, so they may not get the ownership of the reserve here. So I'm, I'm in on him. I mean, Webb's got shown some decent stuff in what he's done, but he's struggled a bit versus righty so far this year. So Bogarts, JD are both very much in play. Devers, Benintendi are fine. Like, a stack's in play. If Mookie's in there, then makes it a little bit tougher because of 5.7K price tag. But they have the implied run total of 6.2. They're going to score some runs, and the price tags are slightly cheaper than some of the bets.
1: Yeah, I don't hate the Red Sox here. Um, Obviously, I think they're officially out now. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. So I don't think they push Mookie, so I do think he'll be out. Um, But, yeah, I don't hate the Red Sox. I think they're cheap. They, you know, still in a really good spot here against Webb. Uh, Philadelphia at Atlanta, we got Vincent Velasquez against Dallas Keuchel. Nine and a half total. Keuchel's a 194 favorite. Any interest here in Vincent Velasquez?
0: I want to say no, but there's a small amount. Uh, guy has a 25% K rate on a slate where he's really cheap at 6.1K, Or I want to play it for Verlander, where I want to pay for cores. So sad enough to say, yeah, Velasquez is in play. I mean, he lands a very good lineup. They have a 5.8 implied team total here that he could give up a whole bunch of bombs. But if he lands on the right side of home run to fly ball variants then it's, it's going to be huge to have him put up a 20-point outing. I don't know if it happens. It's strictly a large field GPP play, but um, he's on my list. I prefer Marco Gonzalez drastically, but I'm not just going to go all in on him. So Velasquez is in play.
1: Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I, I don't hate it. I, I would much – without seeing the lineup, you know, depending on what this lineup looks like, you know, marquecus is back. They can, they can roll out, like, four lefties now. Um, so – I don't love Velasquez. I think that I'd rather play some of these other guys in this range before I played Velasquez, but I completely understand why you have interest in him here. Um, you know, especially with some strikeout upside. Any interest in um Keiko on the other side of this game? I'm not paying 9.4k for him. Yeah, he just doesn't have the, the strikeout ability to to really pay off this nine point four price tag. I know he just crushed this team, had eight strikeouts against them. Um and threw a really good game. I think it was like his second highest strikeout total on the season. That lineup wasn't the best that day. I, I'm not, I'm not sold on this Keuchel um, spot for by any means. So I'll probably pass on Dallas Keuchel. Um, any interest in the Phillies bats?
0: I mean, I'm fine with Segura. I'm fine with Hoskins. Hoskins, big fly ball guy, going up against a big ground ball guy, and Segura just at 3.9 K is a little bit too cheap considering his number versus lefties. Outside of them, no.
1: Yeah. Um Segura and Hoskins really the only two guys that I'd have any interest in in this one. Um but I don't I don't I don't love it. Um and as far as Atlanta, I think it's a really good spot for Freddie Freeman. Um he would be a guy that I would, you know, love as a one off here, but I don't hate maybe looking like a, a two or three man stack from Atlanta with the lefties.
0: Yeah, yeah, Albies is in play, and then um, you can go Joyce, you can go with Marcakis, although Marcakis doesn't really offer a huge amount of upside. It's more just including him in the stack, but like Atlanta bats are good plays. The problem is the top four you want are all priced up a bit, and the other guys are not really fantastic. Uh, I could see Flowers being a good play if he's in the lineup there at 3.8k. Going up against a guy that gives up a whole bunch of fly balls and hard contact righties. He'll strike out a decent amount, but if he puts the ball in play. Good shot. Leaves it. Leaves the yard.
1: Chicago White Sox, Minnesota Twins. Nine and a half total. We got Ross Detweiler against Martine Perez. Um, any interest here in Detweiler? Nope. What? You don't have a guy interested? A guy with a sixteen percent K rate and a massive xFIP. Oh man, shocking.
0: And against against the Twins for eight K.
1: Eventually, the Twins are going to wake up, right? Um. What's your thoughts here on Martin Perez against the White Sox?
0: Uh, he's prob- he's right up there with Marco Gonzalez, one of my favorite chief plays on the slate here. And obviously he's not the same pitcher he was at the beginning of the season. He struggled quite a bit after his first seven, eight starts. And the thing is, though, this is up against the White Sox. It's strictly a GPP play, but uh, they only have a 4.4 implied team total here. year. They got a 30% K rate roughly in their starting lineup against lefties. And – martin perez has some decent stuff he shows a little bit of upside every once in a while and this is the type of matchup where it can absolutely happen here we need to save some money on some pitching especially our sp2 if we're going to play verlander and perez is the guy that i'm probably going to go with
1: yeah see i would much rather play perez than velasquez who we talked about in the last game um (laughs) so uh yeah i can get behind perez this team 27 percent k rate against left-handed pitching this season perez is not bad um I would much rather play Vela- Perez than Velasquez, so and I get to save two hundred bucks, so I'm in for that as well. So I like that call. Um, White Sox bats like Jose Abreu um, is good against lefties, but like if you look at this lineup, there's a reason that we have interest in Perez.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much Abreu, but his price tag's too big. So I'm not, I'm not playing <laughs> White Sox, even though I always do. I'm not today.
1: Oh, this is the day they're going to go off now. Thanks Mendix
0: me. in there. I think he's still pretty cheap, right?
1: Um, yeah.
0: He I is. also wanted to just say his name.
1: I figured. Um, I, f- <laughs> I think everybody that's listening figured. But twenty eight hundred dollars for a second base slash third baseman. So, um, what about the Twins here?
0: Snow's uh, a little bit cheap at four thousand three hundred. Detwiler's not good. He's a ground ball guy, but Snow can put the ball in the air and he can just hammer it. Obviously. We got Nelly Cruz is probably one of the top one-offs on the slate at 4.7K, a little bit too cheap considering going up against Detweiler. Cruz, obviously, 440 ISO versus lefties. Huge fly ball rate, huge hard contact rate. He can easily crush one out of the ballpark. He can crush two out of the ballpark. Um, Garver, what's his price tag? I'm not seeing it.
1: 5400
0: Yeah. Garver's Garver, though. Um, you can play him if you want, but it's tough to fit that price tag in. Uh, but it's mostly the righties. And if you want to round out a stack, like going with Kepler, 4,100, not a terrible idea. Polanco, 4,200, not a terrible idea. Rosario, 4,100, not a terrible idea. I know that's the not an ideal matchup going versus a lefty, but that's well, not that great of a pitcher. And then the bullpen coming in behind him is not going to be great.
1: Yeah, I think Cruz is the top hitter on the slate um, outside of course. Love the fact that he's under 5K. Um, Estulialo, um, however you say the dude's name, he's a catcher that's twenty. Yeah, yeah like um, he he's twenty eight hundred at catcher. Like I know Garver is a you know a, a guy that crushes the ball, but a twenty eight hundred dollar catcher against Detweiler, I'm in. CJ's Crone is thirty four hundred. You mentioned Sano. I I like Minnesota here. <laughs> um, I think it's a really good spot for the Twins. Um, and they're kind of a cheaper stack, so. Um, that that's always fun, too. So, um, The Padres and the Brewers, we got Chris Paddock against Brandon Woodruff opening for Gio Gonzalez. Um, any interest here in Chris Paddock?
0: I don't think I'm using him. I mean, I don't know how far he's going to go into the game at any given time. He's a good pitcher in Milwaukee. Obviously, this team without Yellich is a bit of a different team here. There are some strikeouts in it, currently a 22% K rate. Versus righties and Paddock's got the stuff, but uh, he's in play. I'm gonna try and go up to Verlander, though.
1: Yeah, he's been pitching phenomenal recently too. Like his numbers recently uh, have been yeah, really, good. really good. Like so, but you talked about it. Like we're paying ten two for a guy that is not going to throw over a hundred pitches. Like you know, unless he's facing somebody and the dude fouls off ten pitches and. Even in that aspect, we still might see the coach come out. Like, <laughs> they they just don't let him go over 100 pitches. So, I do think it's a good spot. The Brewers, obviously, you're, you're only worried about a couple bats, um, you know, with some of these injuries. But I don't think I'll play Paddock today at 10-2. It's a ballpark downgrade. His home road splits are massive this season. I'll probably pass on Paddock. Um, we have options today. There's plenty of options up here today. Um, I have no interest in Woodruff. Uh, obviously like i said he's going to open this game so he's not going to go deep uh he's 10k and then i really don't have any interest in geo gonzalez even at 7400 pitching you know three or four innings here um this is a hard pass for me and i like pitchers against the Bru- or the padres same z's um let's talk padres bats you know we don't expect woodruff to go too deep here machado um Myers, France, all these guys, Margot have been good against lefties. Are you willing to take a shot on these guys, even though they're probably only going to get a lefty for two at bats?
0: Yeah, I'll absolutely take a shot on Manny at four point three k. I'll take a shot on Myers at four point four k. I don't hate Naylor, three point eight k, but really, it's it's mostly Manny for me. That price tag is just a little bit too cheap. You should definitely be playing quite a bit of them.
1: Um, yeah, Milwaukee against paddock anything no not against paddock yeah um i'm right there with you i just (laughs) like Mustakis is 4.4k i don't think he's the worst tournament play on the slate like but machado is you know a hundred dollars less and i'd much rather i think have machado here especially on the road potentially getting that fourth or fifth at bat Washington at St. Louis, eight total, Patrick Corbin against Miles Mikolas. Pick'em game. Um, Any interest here in Patrick Corbin?
0: A little bit, not a lot. Um, He's one of the few guys that can go up to over 100 pitches here. This lineup, just an average strikeout lineup here. Um, But he's still a good pitcher. He can get out of this uh, with fairly decent numbers. Again, I'm going to try and go up to Burlander, but Corbin's in play.
1: Yeah, in this game, so the the Nationals, the Cubs, the Brewers, they're they're fighting for that wild card. Like all three of them are, you know, fighting. They're all within a game of each other. So, like, if Corbin's pitching well here, we could see Corbin go like 110 pitches. And, like, that's interesting at 10.8K. We've seen him go 110 pitches already this season. So, I like the upside in that aspect of things. Um, I don't think it's the greatest matchup in the world, but I, I love the upside. The ceiling is what I'm chasing, and I think he does have some ceiling here um miles mikolas on the other side of this game yeah. control guy pitches well at home seven nine i don't think he's the worst play but i think there's better options
0: zero interest him. In, there's too many
1: lefties in the lineup yeah um let's talk about those lefties what do we like here for washington
0: soto strubel even Eaton's fine um and if you want to throw in Down, that's not a bad idea mikolas has been a lot better versus varieties gets a Gets a lot more ground balls, but Rendon's a 47% fly ball rate guy uh, and is a great hitter. So 4.7 is a little bit too cheap for him. I'd roll with the lefties and Rendon here.
1: Yep. Um, Those would be the guys that I would play as well. Um, St. Louis against Corbin. Anybody standing out to you here?
0: (sighs) No. Goldie's fine at 3.9K, but just fine is the answer. And Ozuna, same thing. Like the price tags are cheap enough, but I'm not going with them.
1: Yeah, I think that they're they're fine place. Like you said, they're they're fine. Um nothing nothing to write home about, in my opinion. Like I think that you know, like Goldie against the left, he's always in play. And we know Corbin gives up a lot of hard contact and doesn't generate hardly any soft contact, so Goldie would be okay. On a smaller slate, but I don't know if he's okay on a 14-game slate uh reds and cubs sunny gray you darvish um the wind gonna be pretty neutral here um it's about eight miles blowing across the field so i don't think it's really gonna matter but it is gonna be like 70 degrees here uh does that help you um in your decision on sunny gray at all
0: i mean he's another guy that's just kind of in play like this 10k range paddock sunny corbin all of them are fine None of them are great plays i'm I'm going to try and go up to Verlander, but if I'm stuck in this 10K range, it's just whoever I fit in, because everyone's just slightly different price tag. So uh, Gray's very much in play. Obviously got good K stuff. It's not an easy matchup, but it's not a terrible matchup. Average strikeout rate matchup here. So I don't mind Sonny Gray. I'm just not in love with him.
1: Yeah, if I don't get up to Verlander, i probably play Gray. Um, but I'm with you. Like, whoever I can fit in, I'll take. Like... I don't think any of these other guys really stand out. Like, I I think that it's a help that Rizzo's probably going to be out of the lineup. I think it's a help that it's going to be nice and cool there. Um, But, again, um, there's plenty of plays in this range. So, if I have enough for Sonny Gray, it's probably my favorite out of the bunch. Um, Darvish on the other side of this game, you know, with Votto potentially banged up and Van Meter probably not going to be in the lineup. Like, it's an interesting spot for Darvish.
0: Yeah, no, obviously a lot better versus righty. So if those two guys aren't in there, it's a bump to him. Uh, but again, I'm going to try and go up to Verlander. If I can't, then if I have 11-2 left, I'll go with Darvish. It's literally guys between 9.9K and 11.2. I don't have a preference on a point-per-dollar play. So Darvish is in play. If I have the money, I'll play him. But I can't get up to Verlander.
1: Yeah, I think Darvish really depends on the lineup. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to see what this lineup looks like before you make a decision on Darvish. But because 35% K rate against righties, 26% K rate against lefties. If they take Van Meter and Votto out of there, this could be a pretty watered down lineup. So, um, like, Votto is not a guy that's been hitting for power. He just doesn't typically strike out at a high clip. So
0: plus he walks, so he works the count a little bit. and yeah. allows Darvish not to go deeper in the game.
1: Well, Van Meter walks a lot, too. Like, his walk rate's over 10%. So, like, it it really depends. Like, um, I think Darvish is an excellent pivot off Verlander if this lineup comes out kind of watered down. Um, I really don't have any interest in any bat in this game. Is there anything on either side that you like here?
0: Castillo's fine at 4-2, but no, not really.
1: Yeah, and Schwarber's 3,900. Like I mentioned him yesterday. Uh, You know, obviously, I think you can play either one of those guys. It's fine. Bryant was really cheap on Yahoo on uh, Monday. Maybe he's still cheap, but just this game I feel like is going to be a low-scoring game. Nice and cool weather. Hard pass. Texas at Houston, eight and a half total. We got Lance Lynn against Justin Verlander. Verlander's a three ten favorite here. Um, After a really solid start to the season, Lance Lynn's kind of fell off a little bit, um, you know, in the second half. Do you have any interest in Lance Lynn here against Houston? Not against Houston at 10K or near 10K. He goes on the he throws a ton of pitches and he has a higher strikeout rate against righties but this team just doesn't strike out. Um I don't have any interest in Lance Lynn. I think everybody can agree that Verlander is the best pitcher on the slate. 38% K rate against lefties, 32.2% K rate against righties. He's probably going to end up facing like six lefties here. Uh, it's very rare for a, a pitcher to have a higher strikeout rate on the opposite platoon, but Verlander does um so I'm guessing like Verlander's your number one if you can get to him today.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, we know that Texas struggles greatly versus left-handed pitching, and with Verlander's reverse K-splits, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, Verlander could end up with a 20-strikeout game here.
1: You know I'm all about Verlander, um, for sure. Like, What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Texas bats? Nothing?
0: i mean you can go with willie calhoun could potentially a bomb him. verlander's probably going to give up a home run here it's figuring out who and calhoun's the most likely candidate with his low strike rate and power but outside out of him no one
1: um yeah i don't really have any interest in texas and i could see a houston stack paying off but i probably won't be playing it today
0: yeah it's kind of the same um just too expensive for me to really want to. I'm going with anyone. I'm going with Brantley there, just 4K going up against Lynn who struggles a little bit more versus lefties.
1: All right, let's talk cores. Mets, Rockies, 13 and a half total. Marcus stroman Tim Melville. Um, any interest in either pitcher? No. Like to sum it up. Um, the Mets are the best team on the slate. Tim Melville's the worst pitcher on the slate, and he's in cores. They're they're this is the best spot on the slate. I hate paying up for cores. I hate playing cores, but, like, I'm playing the Mets today.
0: Same. It's just simple. Pete Alonso's going to hit two home runs. Maybe I'll go to this game.
1: Go catch a Pete Alonso home run?
0: I mean, I'd have to stand in the parking lot, but yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, not even like him. Like, if Jed Lowry plays uh, McNeil, Nimmo, Conforto, all these guys, this is just – this is a great spot to stack the Mets. They have a seven point five implied total for a reason. Yep,
0: and I think they're still technically in the playoff race.
1: Uh they technically are still in the playoff race. They are five four games back of the second wild card, but they're technically in there. Yeah. They're not officially out yet.
0: I've seen weird things happen.
1: <laughs> Anything can happen in baseball. It's baseball this year too. So Yeah. Um uh, Colorado bats against Marcus Stroman. We know, um, you know, Stroman's a ground ball pitcher, but he throws a ton of sinkers, and that's just not going to work here.
0: Yeah, I think Hilliard's a pretty good play at 3.4 if he's got a decent spot in the lineup there. Obviously, has not pop. Um, The normal guys are not a Blackman story, but I'd take Mets over Rockies, and of course, uh, Stacks very much in play.
1: Yep. Um... I don't really have anything to add. I think you play either player – any player from either team. Um, Miami at Arizona, Caleb Smith against Alex Young. Um, Any interest here in Caleb Smith?
0: Nah, I don't really like to play him as much on the road. He's been worse the second half of the season. Dude's got good stuff, but he's going to give up a few bombs here.
1: Yeah, and Arizona is actually – you know, the roof is going to be open in this game, and they're a team that's very good against lefties. They're kind of a sneaky stack, and we'll talk about that in a minute um alex young on the other side it's a it's a pitcher against the marlins
0: (laughs) yeah that's darn good analysis there and spot on a little expensive but dude's in play it's marlins
1: yeah it's like he's in that range that if you can't get up to the rest of these guys he's in play 8700 as an sp one or two like it's the marlins he's He's shown really decent stuff. He has a 21.5% K rate. He has a 52% ground ball rate against righties. His hit distance is 151 on average. Like, he's fine. He's facing Miami. So, yeah. Um, I don't really have any interest in the Marlins bats. Yeah. 30. It's
0: cheap at 4 3, but that's it.
1: Yeah, he's like the only guy that he's shown like any kind of decent numbers. Um, so, um,. As far as Arizona goes, I kind of already said it. Like, I think they're a really sneaky stack here. Um, I don't think a lot of people will be on them. Um, You know, if you think about it, like, they're technically still in the hunt too. So, like, they're not out of it yet. And, like, this is a spot that they're so good against lefties. The roof is open. How many people are really going to be on Arizona today?
0: Not a whole lot. I mean, with the roof open, Christian Walker at 3.6K is way too cheap here going up against a guy that – Like, Caleb Smith has a 250 ISO versus righties, and that's a 250 ISO with half his games being played in Miami. So, dude gives up a lot of bombs. Love Escobar, love Walker, love Flores. Like Jones, love Marte, but don't like the price tag. I really do like the stack. I'm right there with you. And even Kelly there in the 8-hole, 3.4K, obviously has a whole bunch of pop
1: versus lefties so far this season. Yeah, all, all aboard on the Arizona stack today, that's for sure. Um, we move on to Kansas City at Oakland, nine and a half total. We got Jorge Lopez against Brett Anderson. Um, any interest here in Lopez? Nope. Yeah, pretty low strikeout pitcher against a team that doesn't strike out at a terribly high clip. Um, I, I lied, they do strike out at a 22.4% clip, but.
0: They also have a 6.1 implied total.
1: Yeah, there's a reason. Um, Brett Anderson on the other side of this game, ground ball pitcher doesn't strike out anybody. Um, I I probably won't play Anderson today.
0: I don't want to have interest in him, but I sure as heck do. He's going, I did not realize
1: Anderson was 5,300.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 5,300 with three, six implied total against him. Um, he's right there with, uh, what's his face. Martin Perez is one of my favorite cheapies. And honestly, I might like Anderson more doesn't offer a huge amount of upside, but, for 5-3, he offers enough upside. He just put up 13 points against Houston. Like, he's not a bad real-life pitcher. He just doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but he's going up against a high-strikeout lineup. <laughs> that probably isn't going to score a whole lot of runs. I love Anderson today.
1: I did not realize he was that cheap. My bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> just fire him up. Like, the price tag is ridiculous. It's 68 degrees in Oakland. Like, that's he's not like this massive upside guy but give me like 12 to 15 points if my bats do their thing i'm perfectly fine with that yeah um let's see here any interest in the royals bats
0: those are a cheap enough and they're fine maybe wit but that's it
1: yeah if cuthbert's in there i don't hate those guys like anderson's not a guy that's gonna go out and blow the ball by anybody so I don't mind some of these power bats. Solaire at 4.4k is is really really strong play today. Like oh, good old Nick Broom at 2-2. Two, two. Broom, my man, the goat, <laughs> just because of his name. Um, <laughs> o- Oakland bats here, like you said, they have a 6.1 ply 6.1 implied total here today.
0: Yeah, Lopez can give him some hard contact. He struggles versus lefties. Really like Matt Olson. Chapman's price tag at 4.2K is way, way too cheap. Chris Davis sitting there at 3.8K still. He's in play. Um, Seth Brown, 3.5K. He's in play. Canna, 4.3. Like, these guys are too cheap for the six one implied to team
1: total. Yeah, I really – like, just looking at this game in general, like, Merrifield, Dozier, Soler are all really cheap. Like, on, on teams that I don't have Anderson, like, those guys really stand out and, like, the Oakland Bats, you know, you mentioned them like they're all, and like Chris Davis is finally starting to hit the ball. So, I like I like this game as a whole um, on teams that I don't have Anderson. So, all right, last game on the slate, we got Tampa at LA taking on the Dodgers, eight and a half total. Blake Snell against Ross Stripling. Uh, Snell's only is supposed to throw three innings, so um, he's an easy pass for me.
0: Yep, no interest in
1: him um and then the other side of this game we got Ross stripling at 6.6 k we really don't know how deep he'll throw he really hasn't thrown more than like 40 pitches so yep no interest in him yep um let's talk bats here tampa anything kind of standing out to you here nothing yeah that's kind of where i'm at like the dodgers are interesting just because I think a lot of people will be off the Dodgers today. Um, their price I, for
0: Snell, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, like, the problem is, like, they're going to start their righties and the lefties are going to come in. <laughs> like, are we going to see, like, a complete – like, a lineup change here in, like, the third inning?
0: Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, Bellinger's a little too cheap at 4-6. Pollock's a great play at 4K. Um, outside of them, like, I mean, maybe – if Seager's in the lineup, then you play him at four K and Kike. Like I'm assuming Taylor and Freese will get the get the axe before Kike does. So, like I can see a four man stack working out pretty well here for super cheap that you can pair up with Coors.
1: Or you just play the three guys you know that aren't going to get pinch hit for Bellinger, Muncie, and Seager. Play three men. Yeah. Like you, you just you're sacrificing in at bat. Yeah, uh, really, you're not, because you don't know what to expect from Snell. Like he could go out and really look terrible, and like you know, he might not last more than an inning. Like I think that this is a spot that's really interesting, but I would play the lefties um, for very low ownership and the pricing on these guys. Like Muncy's four K. Yep. Um. Yeah, even, like, Will Smith is 3800 Like, all the – you you nailed it, man. They're, they're priced for Blake Snell today. Like, here we go. Playing the Dodgers again. This always works out. All right, Grant, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts.
0: Martin Perez.
1: All right. I'm going to go with Marco Gonzalez, even though he's not really a strikeout guy.
0: Yeah, I thought about him. It's more about getting a twenty-point game from him.
1: Listen, I'm 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 giving him the goodwill. I'll take twenty instead of six strikeouts. Lock it in. Um, yeah. over eight K to score under fifteen.
0: Outside of Woodruff, which is obvious, I'm going with Lance Lynn.
1: Yeah, I feel like Woodruff and Snell would be cheating. Um, they are. I'm gonna go Caleb Smith. I think he's gonna struggle today. I really do, and I'm a Caleb Smith fan. Uh oh, over goes. 4K to over 4K to hit a home run that's not in course. Bobochet. I'm just gonna write Bo.
0: <laughs> Put Boba oh. <laughs> All
1: right. Give me Nelly Cruz. Um, I already said I think he's one of the top hitters on the slate. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits not in course. Vlad Guerrero. Senior. See a, tr- see a trend going here, Grant. Um you know what? Give me CJ Crone. I like that. All right, give me a stack to score six or more runs. You know. Toronto. Yep. Um, let's see. Well, I picked two Minnesota guys. Let's just go with our – we're stacking in the morning grind game. I don't know if it's ever happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Minnesota to score six or more runs. I think there's going to be a bunch of str- runs scored today. I think it's going to be a really high scoring slate. So, I think it's going to be a fun one. So, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
0: Pair some cheap pitchers with Verlander. Maybe add in McBroom and then stack up these good games.
1: Stack them up. All right, that's going to get us out of here for today. I hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Good luck in your contest. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. See you then. Tickets.